and welcome to Firehouse, where we judge what's hot and what's not. I'm your host, Walter. Joining us this week, we have... Hi, I'm Alice. Hi, I'm Eric. Hi, I'm Susan, the podcast's number one hater. <laughs> All right, and we'll be sipping on a lot of haterade today. We got a lot of fun topics to talk about. First and foremost, what I want to talk about is Robert Pattinson's appearance in the Batman films. Not appearance. They've literally cast him as Batman. How do we feel about that? I think he's going to be a great Batman. If they cast him with the intention of getting me to watch it, they got me because I will be watching it solely for him. Thank you. I feel like this should have gotten a more visceral reaction given the reaction to Batfleck when that was announced. Okay, Batfleck was bad though. Yeah, that's because Batman yes, was, was bad. bad. Yeah, but Battinson is going to be good. That's why everyone is suddenly like, wait. I don't. Batfleck is bad, but I don't think it's Ben Affleck's fault. I think it's the writing and directing, of course. Uh, I feel like Ben Affleck himself is a pretty good actor, I feel like. But to this day, how come I still don't know who Ben Affleck is? He's a white guy that is in Hollywood. I feel like... Walter. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, Alice. No, I was going to say, a shoddy workman blames his tools. You shouldn't blame the writers and directors for Ben Affleck failing to carry the movie. Okay, uh, you, uh, you can, r- like, reverse that too, though, right? Like, you can't blame Ben Affleck when the writing is terrible. <laughs> yes, I can. I just did. <laughs> no, you can't. He's not the writer. <laughs> I mean, like, do people blame Jared Leto for his shitty, you know, Suicide Squad performance? I don't think anyone really yes, does. Yes, I'm right here. I do. <laughs> Everyone like, yes, Jared Leto was a terrible Joker, yes, which Jared I agree Leto with sucks. because the Joker... The Joker is a very emotive uh, personality. Batman, I feel like it's not that hard to get Batman down. I'm the Batman. I have one emotion in character. Oh my god, Eric, that was a little bit terrifying, but... (laughs) You know, maybe we should cast Eric as the next Batman. Robert Pattinson, move over. Stick to vampire movies. (laughs) I would like to see it. Do you think they'll make a Midnight Sun movie now that the Midnight Sun book is coming out except they that would make sense because that's just the first they would, okay movies. so <laughs> yeah, people who don't know what movie. midnight sun is midnight sun is just like the literal first book of twilight from edward's perspective so making another movie is completely pointless it's, it's the same well, plot it's just more self-loathing <laughs> I don't know. I think they should remake the first twilight movie but keep all the same actors and everyone just looks much older uh, are you Seems saying like that just idea. because you want to see Anna Kendrick again reprise her role as Jessica Stanley? How do you know that? How do you know the character's name? Um, I I will have you know I have probably read Twilight like three times over, <laughs> which when I say that out loud sounds really sad. But really, have you? Yeah, and how do you feel about the movies compared to the books? Um. Honestly, the movies are probably better because, uh, what's her what's her name? Kristen Stewart actually makes Bella a more likable character. Like Bella is even less likable in the books. Interesting, Alice. You've also recently watched the Twilight films, correct? Yes, I was. I was forced to under duress. I'm kidding. Those they were they were oh, no. they were quite enjoyable. 
Susan here has a PhD in Twilight Studies, and I, I could never hope to be on her caliber. But, you know, I really wish we got to see Bella's beige outfit in Twilight. Like, I don't think we ever got to see, like, how that looked in person. Yeah. Like, on the screen. When, Is no, this... Yeah, are you guys like talking the, about in the books? Yeah, because she was yes, wearing that beige Stephanie top and the beige skirt. was obsessed with, like, 2000s beige fashion. And every other, like, outfit either Bella or Edward would wear would be just beige or tan-colored. But she would act like it was some kind of high fashion move for them to come out wearing matching tan sweaters. <laughs> to be fair, beige is probably very in vogue if you're in the Mormon community. I was about to say, I thought the author was Mormon. Isn't that just what they Wait, wear? <laughs> is, is it common knowledge that Mormons wear beige? I don't know. Wait, I didn't is that know offensive that. to Mormons if we imply they wear beige? I, I would be offended if anyone implied i wore beige likewise beige is a Dude. disgusting color man what about khakis also oh, that depends on how you wear them but bella swan in the in the twilight books frequently wore tan skirts and khaki skirts and was proud of herself for it <laughs> yeah i'm like please wear some dark wash jeans like come on now or like black jeans i don't know like some form of pants that is not beige or if we want to stick to talking about Robert Pattinson, we could talk about his stupid little peacoat from the first movie. It is so gray and so small. I just think peacoats in general are just not like a very attractive piece of clothing. I think peacoats, like we have moved past. Wait, are the you just peacoats. dissing peacoats? Yes, I am dissing peacoats, despite the fact that my favorite character in Haikyuu, Oiko Watoru, wears a peacoat in one of the scenes. I will still firmly say that peacoats are ugly. Peacoats are a nice, like, casual jacket. What are you talking about? Yeah, peacoats, one, very fashionable. <laughs> Two, Alice is just a hater because she's on that 90s cyberpunk leather trend still. <laughs> what? No, yeah, not. She, she's on that rave, rave wave. Yeah, she's on that rave wave. <laughs> Stop. I literally, okay, my, I, I do not wear rave wear, like, in public. But Alice, you like you like military inspired outfits. How could you not like pea coats? Okay, pea coats are ugly. I like longer coats. Is it just because it's like too dressy, too like No, it's cuz like it's trying to do too much. Like it's the the coat is too short and then the, there's too many buttons. I feel like it, it's like a longer coat but Could, with Well, well the coat is short for mobility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's trying to be a pea at the same time it's a coat like stick to one clothing or vegetable. Could you just get a single button peacoat? I guess you could get a double breasted peacoat, but a single button. <laughs> no, that's not that's not a, that's not a peacoat then, dude. That's just <laughs> That's just a wool coat then. How would a single button peacoat keep anyone warm unless you are a vampire who cannot feel the weather? You just have a you just have an inner layer, that's all. But like Alice, do you then hate other double breasted coats? Like I can't imagine you do. No, I like them if they're longer. Like if they go down to, like, your knees or something, I think they're fine. But, like, just because the pico is too short. Well, that's because you just want that Sith Lord. You just want that Sith Lord aesthetic. What Sith Lord is wearing a double-breasted jacket? Yeah, hold on. What, what Sith Lord are you talking about? Okay, maybe I'm thinking about, like, the uh, Imperial officers because they... Because George Lucas literally, like, took the names and character designs from, like... 1930s Hugo Boss ads, which 
if you know anything, they were literally making clothes for the or designing clothes for the Nazis back then. Yes, that yeah. is true. Well, <laughs> what what does that say about people who wear Hugo Boss today? I, I can't ima- I I can't think of anyone I know who actually wears Hugo Boss though. I feel like Hugo Boss is one of those brands that's just like there. Imagine driving a Volkswagen when Volkswagen made Nazi cars. Oh, you know, Edward Cullen drives a Volkswagen. Hmm. And he <laughs> was. <laughs> yeah, was he he really? was Full circle. That was a perfect segue. I knew the whole time. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> for the record, I am not a huge Twilight fan. I will not be going to the Folks Festival for Twilight Forever. The Folks Festival? Is it Forks? No, Forks, Forks, sorry. Forks is the town in which Twilight was set. And apparently after, in the years after Twilight became really big, they literally had millions of people going through their tiny little town every year trying to, like, be Kristen Stewart or be Bella Swan. Dude, I feel bad for people who, yeah. Dude, that's just like my Who fans. actually live there, like... Every year, hordes of people just come to their city. Couldn't be me. I mean, well, that's they really capitalized well, it on. They really capitalized on it, though. Like capitalism. Yeah. I would much prefer to be the town that uh, Twin Peaks is based in in Washington, because then you only get like hipsters that go through there that just take pictures of the Double R Diner and the waterfall, and like that's it. I still don't understand what, what Twin you- Peaks is. It's a show. Is it Twilight, but for men? No, it's not Twilight, but for men. It's X-Files, but for nerds. Uh, Isn't X-Files already for nerds? What would be Twilight for men? One would think. This is next level shit. (laughs) David Lynch directed it. Do you know what David Lynch did? Uh, He killed a man. No, he didn't. But he did do... uh, He directed Dune, the film version of the book. Has anyone read Dune or no? Yes. Pass. No. I have a copy, but I haven't actually read it. Uh, but wait, it didn't isn't uh Timothy Chalamet in that? Oh, Timothy Chalamet is gonna be it? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yes, I is have Timothy to watch. Chalamet in Twin in Dune or in Twin Peaks? No, in Dune. He's in the he's in Twin Peaks. Cast. Well, guess I have Dune. to watch I think Dune. I I'm Googling it. Timothy Chalamet is in Dune. Uh, he I is in right. Dune. Why is he the first the one that comes up? Because he's the main character. How old is Timothy Chalamet? Isn't he like 20? Something? How old is he in Dune then? Because it came out in 1984. Are you talking about the Dune no, remake? No, it's, the, is that it's a, a remake. Oh my god. It's co- They're making a Dune remake? It's coming out in December 2020? Oh my god. Yes. This is the coolest news yes. I've heard. Oh, this is my live wow. reaction. Oh my god. I'm so excited. Assuming it actually comes out. I mean, it will come out. Uh, the 1984 cast, Kyle McLaughlin is the lead, who is also the lead in Twin Peaks. So Wait, why does that name sound familiar? Uh, he's in stuff. He's He's like a, I'd call him like a B actor. He's a big TV actor. He's in stuff all the time. Let's see. He's in Dune. That's his big one. Uh, Twin Peaks. He's Agent Dale Cooper. He is in the 1994 Flintstones film. He plays... uh, Who does he play? (laughs) 
He's in Inside Out, I guess. Who does he play in Inside Out? Isn't Inside Out that one movie where... Uh, that animated movie the, about the girl's brain? Yeah, yeah. With uh, Amy Poehler and uh, that woman from The Office. I wouldn't know. I don't yeah. watch anime. Yeah, I don't watch anime either. I'm sorry. Didn't, didn't you just say you wanted everyone to play to watch uh, Haikyuu? Oh, I didn't know who that was. That that wasn't me. You've heard it here first, folks. Alice is a self-proclaimed weeaboo. One might even say an otaku. Wait, did did he just pronounce weeaboo weeaboo? Isn't it weeaboo? But I'm pretty sure Walter just pronounced it weeaboo. Really? Are you gonna leviosa me here? Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, this is now a return to form. We will rate what's hot or what's not. I say we rate what's hot or what's not. All five of the Twilight films, because I have opinions, because I also watch them. Oh, oh my wow. God. I wonder who made you watch them. Couldn't be me. Who knows? <laughs> who could it have been? I will okay. say, you referenced Anna Kendrick earlier. Best part of all of the movies. I like that they oh because God. she got successful after oh like the second or third one. They had to like shoehorn her in in like one scene of each movie just to justify that she was in them hot or not first twilight film i i'd say hot it's your first introduction to every everything and everyone and your tolerance for the movie's bullshit is still at an all-time high i'll buy that eric i neglected to ask you have you seen or read any of twilight <laughs> I haven't seen or read any of them. Nothing well, at all? You didn't pop in to watch part of Breaking Down Part 2 with me at some point? I didn't even know what movie I was popping in for. Oh, is that just a, a thing that people do? Just watch Breaking Down Part 2 <laughs> casually? Uh, some people do. Remy Malik is in that movie. Can you believe it? Which one? I don't know who that is. Remy, Ma- you don't know who Remy Malik is, Eric? No. Well, he's an actor. He's Wait. the main. He's the leading role in Mr. Robot. I was about to say, Eric, have you not seen Mr. Robot? Yeah, and then he played uh, Freddie Mercury in that Queen movie. I accidentally said Dakota Johnson was in Twilight, Dakota. but she's actually just in Fifty Shades of Grey, the Twilight <laughs> fan. Fiction. Wait, do you mean Dakota Fanning? I Who's meant Dakota the other Johnson? Dakota. Yeah, Dakota Fanning is also in Twilight. Wait, are there two Dakotas? <laughs> My bad. Right. Yeah, Dakota. I feel bad for Dakota Fanning because she's in like a bunch of children's movies. She plays the girl in War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. Which, I mean, is yeah. Twilight not a children's movie? It's a it's a young adult movie. It, it's YA. It teaches your children good Christian values. As how Edward refuses to bone Bella until they are married. That is true. Which, part of it makes sense in-universe, because if you think about it, he literally died in 1917 or whatever during the Spanish flu. So he has those, like, old Puritan values, but also he's been alive for, like, a hundred plus years. So then, are you complimenting Stephanie Meyer's historical accuracy? Is that what you will go on record as doing? No, I'm gonna guess that she's just, uh... Kind of lacing in a uh, very uh, socially conservative message. Yeah. Agenda. 
I don't know. What do you guys think? Hot or not on the socially conservative agenda? Yeah, I mean, she was like pretty like anti-abortion, right? Because like um, Bella was like, I'm not going to get an abortion for this baby, even though it's killing me. So I feel like that. Yeah. In like the last book, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're right. Yeah, the last book was literally her being like, I will not have an abortion. But also, is it that deep? <laughs> is she capable of that depth? Um, we can certainly project that hope onto her. <laughs> astral project. Like, can't one of the characters astral project? In Twilight? Uh, no. Uh, I don't think Am I so. I'm just making that up. You're thinking about Marianne Williamson, and she's not a Twilight character. Marianne Williamson can astral project. Okay, Loki, aren't the werewolves based on like a Native yeah, American they're tribe like, here? Yeah, works. The, yeah. The actual tribe is profiting off of the franchise right now. They host a... Oh, are they? <laughs> uh, my brother like passed through that area, and he said... Like, on the way past the tribe's land, uh, there's just a bunch of signs that say, like, you're in werewolf territory now, vampires banned. Is your brother a Twilight superfan? Um, I'd like to think so, yes. It would explain many aspects of uh, his personality. <laughs> okay. Was, uh, were, was Twilight... Any of your like first young adult novels? Do you think that's when you transitioned into young adult novels, or well, who's Susan's read Twilight? Alice, did you read the Twilight books, or have you only seen the movies? Yes, I did. My I read you Twilight did? books. Yeah, I did. I have a box set. Like my friend at the time. Um, well, I mean, we're still friends, but so like, she was a good friend. Um, in elementary school, I think it was like fifth grade. Yeah. Did you stop being <laughs> friends once she sent you the Twilight box set? <laughs> no, we're still friends. But, like, in fifth grade, she, like, like was, like, obsessed with Twilight and, like, was, like, you know, practicing, like, the, you know how, like, the, the, the book titles are, like, that weird font with, like, the little curly Cursive? Stuff? So, like, she would, like, practice how to write that during class. Cursive? Hmm? Cursive? No, it's not cursive. It's, like, not cursive, but it has, like, some, like, weird, like... Calligraphy? Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, so weird font, but, like, my friend would, like, try writing that, like, in class, because she was, like, obsessed with Twilight, and then I was, like, okay, like I don't know what this font is. you pick in Microsoft Word? Hmm? Okay. Like a calligraphy yes. font. Yeah, 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 it's, like, one of those. And then I was, like, oh, like, I don't know what this is, and, like, what is this about? And then she was, like, oh, it's about vampires, and I was, like, ooh, cool. So I, like, she, like, gave me the box set, so, like, I have all four books, um, and I read them, like, before, I read them once, and then, like, in, like, eighth grade, like, I read them. But it's been a long time since I read them. And what did you think of them in eighth grade? I actually started reading other YA novels and hated Twilight <laughs> and everything it stood for until eventually I was like, I have to read it for myself. And then I read it. I was like, this is terrible. But then I read it again. And then just three months ago, I read it again. <laughs> Wait, so you hated it the first time you read it. And then you hated it the second I've time you read it. I've always hated it. And then you hated it the third. Why did you read it so many times if you hate it so much? Uh, as a form of punishment for myself. <laughs> it's know? crime and punishment. Except that's <laughs> actually a good book. That's a, yeah. It's also a really long book, isn't it? 
War and Peace is longer than Crime and Punishment, right? If you're a 19th century Russian author, I mean, like, basically, you I get paid Russian by the novels. page. Because I think they published <laughs> periodically back then. Oh, okay. So Leo Tolstoy is just like... <laughs> like I'll write Type writer's over. Who needs, who needs an editor? <laughs> Literally money printer. <laughs> Literally. That's funny. Okay. So what's your favorite young adult series then? Um, well, I know Alice's favorite young adult series is any book by Sarah J. Moss. Oh my God. Stop disparaging me like this. This is slander, <laughs> libel, and defamation. All right. So who is Sarah J. Moss for people we don't know? Uh, Sarah J. Moss is a very prolific YA novel writer who has gained a great amount of fame, but cannot seem to break past the YA genre and achieve any uh, wider sense of renown, possibly because her books are just endemic of the times. <laughs> Another YA series that has grown really popular was Hunger Games back in the day. Well, that was Suzanne Collins. Kind of trans- yeah, but it kind of transitioned the whole genre away from the vampire craze. There was like a whole vampire and fallen angel craze of the 2000s. And then Suzanne Collins started the dystopia craze. The dystopia craze is real. It was the fallen angel craze from uh, City of, that City of Bones book and the other ones? Or did that come after? Um, and also was that no, a result of the supernatural the TV show? Actually, no, because the main characters in the City of Bones books, they aren't fallen angels. They're just descendants of angels. Yeah, they're part angels. So it's different. Okay, so how, how is this not related there, to the there, fallen angels genre? That you... there, there's a difference between being part angel and being a fallen angel. Like fallen angel, like implies like oh sorry. Yeah, and that fallen angel implies that like, you're like bad or whatever. But like part angel means that you're like I don't know, like have like special powers and stuff. Oh, so you're just a demigod. Yeah. And you know, Cassandra Clare to this day is still pumping out books. She's on like she really is. She's like done four series on the same concept actually five yeah five series on the same concept so suzanne collins actually wrote also the gregor the overlander series which i got in which got me into yeah. books when i was a kid like in like second and third i really grade. like gregor the overlander wait what's that i've never read it it's interesting it's like about cockroaches and rats. kind of yeah it's about this what? kid who lives in a shitty apartment in new york and is poor and then his little sister falls down a vent, and he follows her. And then he ends up in uh, the the Underland, I think is what it's called. And uh, there's, like, giant cockroaches and rats and, uh, like... Uh, and bats. And, like, uh, underground people that have, like, silver hair and purple eyes because they're, like, all albinos because they live underground. Uh, this sounds very Tumblr. The silver hair and purple eyes thing. Kind of, yeah. No, it sounds very anime. <laughs> a bit. But also, he's only like 11 years old, but he's like, carries the weight of the world on his shoulders. He's like, yeah, there's like this, there's like this dude who like writes prophecies on the stone wall and like he keeps having to fulfill each of the prophecies. And like that's every book, there's a prophecy that he has to like go through. Uh, but the first book is they like, he finds his father who had disappeared because he also fell down the hole. <laughs> was in the underworld the whole time 
Literally, that's like the first book. Uh, I remember he becomes friends with this one rat. The rats are the bad guys in the book. They're they're evil. Wow, who could have guessed that casting? Yeah. Doesn't his younger sister become like princess of the rats, or does she become princess of the cockroaches? Uh, no, the cockroaches. Boy. The cockroaches. Yeah, because she, because she, because she's like seven or like six. I don't know, like like child age, like five or four. I don't know how children work. <laughs> You went from like seven or six to like five, four, and then next year about to be like, oh, it's just like maybe like two years old. Same yeah. thing. <laughs> I don't know, but like, basically though, it's got uh, different themes but similar. It's like a coming of age, but he's like uh, he goes from like eleven to thirteen, so it's like it's relatable to a child who is getting into reading, but is not relatable beyond that because uh, he has pretty adult thoughts. Really, if you think about it, the transition to the Hunger Games is interesting. Because it flips perspectives towards someone that's not like interested in, I guess, uh, being an actor in making change to someone who's just like passively doing it. Uh, it's a very similar theme of like having a like movement that is beyond you thrust upon mm-hmm. you. So in Gregor the Overlander, it's the f- prophecies and like the uh, weight of fate, and then in the Hunger Games, it's the uh, you know, just her becoming the Mockingjay, which is, by the way, I hate that book so much. Can we all agree on that? Yes, I <laughs> hated that book, but yes. why do you hate it? I hated it. Why do you both hate it? Well, I don't think her character motivations make sense in that book. Mm-hmm. And after like two books of development, her just descending into, I don't care about anyone. <laughs> I feel no pressure to help the revolution, even though I'm like trying to actively do it, is just so annoying to me and then especially when you get to the end of the book when they have she has apparently learned no lessons from the entirety of the series and is like oh we should do everything the capital did and just restart the hunger games like makes no is is mind-boggling to me Dallas, why did you hate it yeah i don't i don't remember why i hated it but i just hated it um oh as we were talking though i just got a notification saying that midnight sun is ready to borrow from my library so guess what i'm wait come out i'll be reading yeah, it's out already. It's been out for like two weeks. Wow, what? you're going to hear it first. This podcast is being recorded as soon as Midnight Sun drops. No, actually, it was published August 4th. What the hell? I reread the entire Twilight series in March, waiting for Midnight Sun to come out so I could reread it and be like fresh, have everything fresh in my memories. And now I'm a month late to the drop of Midnight Sun. This, uh, oh my God. Fake fan. Corona's messed with my sense of time. Now that I think about it, in the second Gregor the Overlander book, uh, they kind of do the whole, uh, like, would you kill Hitler as a child thing? What? Because there's like a prophecy. So the second book is they find this guy, Bane. I think the second book is the prophecy of Bane. Literally Bane, like, oh, take back your city. Like, that is the, that is the enemy's name. Uh-huh. But, uh... <laughs> So there's this prophecy that, like, there's this evil rat that's going to, like, fuck everything up. Uh, and, like, they go on a boat trip that books the that books the boat trip to go get him and, like, kill him as, and, like, and like defeat him. But they find him and he's a child. They're like, what if we just take him and then raise him to be good? So then they do. But then by the fifth book, he's, like, giant and evil. So in the fifth book, like, he's the main enemy they used to fight. So it's that, like, oh, would you kill Hitler as a child? Oh, he's just a baby. I don't know. Like, you know. Interesting. It sounds like a very deep topic for, like, a a children's book. 
Yes, for a book I read in the third yeah. grade. Not yeah, even. damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I think, okay, a book series where I absolutely hated the last book, um, I think it would be Divergent. I really liked Divergent, like the first book. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Like, you know, 15-year-old me was like, wow, like, this is so cool. And then the second book, I was like, okay. And then the third book was, like, absolutely garbage. I, like, literally could barely finish it. I think that's one of the worst well, sequel books I've ever read. Well, I think... Uh... Books like Divergent and The Maze Runner and The Hunger Games, they all fall into this trap where the first book sets up, like, a pretty credible conflict, but a conflict that ends, like, at the first book. Like, in The Hunger Games, like, their Hunger Games are over, and then they have to, like, move on or, like, do some other set of Hunger Games or whatever, and it just kind of falls apart after that when authors realize that their series have become bigger than they intended and they actually have to, like, make a meaningful message out of it, which is probably why Hunger Games, the first book, is good, and then, like, Mockingjay, the last one, just completely makes everybody mad. Yeah, absolutely yeah. terrible. Also, the second book, that's just like, what if we did the Hunger Games again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's literally just like, they don't have, like, they think that it's just going to be one book and then, like, one and done, and then it gets, like, super popular, and then everyone's, like, and then the author's, like, oh, no, time to, like, print more money, and then just start, like, just, like, shit out, like, another, like, crappy book. I, I have a very low opinion of Veronica Broth, but she wrote Divergent, I'm pretty sure, expecting it to become, like, another dystopian hit series. Do you guys want to hear the saddest thing? Okay. <laughs> From my oh, life. Okay. The, f- the first date I ever went on was like my like sophomore year of high school. I asked a girl out to a movie and we went and saw uh, Catching Fire in the theater. All right. Hot or not, I say that's a nine. Why is that sad? Yeah. Ca- ironically, Catching Wait, Fire. Wait, hold on. Why is that sad? Because <laughs> it's like... Because... <laughs> Because uh, the first one's okay. Catching Fire, they leaned more into special effects, I feel like. They were still pretty true to the book, though. They were, yeah. The movies and are it, true to the book. And then I did not watch Mockingjay Part 1 or 2, because they just looked bad. Also, I remember the book. I read the book, and I hated the book, so I didn't want to watch the movie, because I knew it would be bad based on the story. But yeah. But that was like, that was, I don't know, is it uwu or is it sad? Because it depends on your opinion of the Hunger Games, I guess. Um, I mean, if you're a sophomore in high school, what other movie are you going to watch, though? It was true. There was like nothing out at the time. <laughs> I'd have to look up what movies came drought. out in like, I think that was like sophomore or junior year. Something like that. <laughs> Whatever that like time a... period was. Yeah. A period of time where it felt like the Twilight movies and the Hunger Game movies and the final like Harry Potter movies were coming out at the same time. So they all copied each other and split up their final movies into part one and part two. And then after that, that like no fit. other movie based off a YA book ever got that successful again. Yeah. Do you remember when Infinity and War was going to do that? Part one and part two? Oh and my then God. they were like, Please actually, let's make different movies. Get me started. Do not get me started on the MCU. Enough. Oh my god. You see, Alice is an intellectual. She only watches cinema. 
Yes, I, I, me, handshake emoji, Martin Scorsese hating the MCU. Here, Alice, we'll watch Island of Dogs and uh, Francesca Scorsese. If you're listening, please come on the pod. Yo, if we got Francesca <laughs> Scorsese on the podcast, I would die. That would be awesome. We could talk about movies for like hours. And does she actually? Well, I don't know. You're the one that follows her Twitter, right, Eric? <laughs> I follow her Instagram, and I, like, never open Instagram, so that's an oh, okay. L. Well, that's a big L. <laughs> uh, Eric, did you what, what did you read any YA novels in high school or in middle school or in elementary school? Well, not, not in high school, but I mean, like, elementary school and middle school, like the Golden Compass, the Percy Jackson series, Harry I Potter, of course. I love Percy and Jackson. And I read... Okay. I read the first two Aragon books. They actually just made a... I actually read all of Aragon. So here's the thing about Aragon. Uh, the plot is just Star Wars. I love Aragon! Okay, as someone who has read Aragon and watched the first Star Wars movie, the first Star Wars movie is really bad. Actually, all the Star Wars movies uh, I've watched me. are really bad. Excuse, I it, was it, so it, bored. Hold, hold, hold. I fell asleep on during it. Okay, I hated them though. I fell asleep during them. You fell asleep during I Empire Strikes Back only because you're a sleepy person, not because it is a bad movie. No, because it was also. Okay, to be fair, Empire Strikes Back isn't the best Star Wars movie. So, uh, Return of the Jedi is clearly superior. So That is a shit opinion. I'm sorry. A- Empire is, okay, you Empire know what? is definitely the peak of, peak of Star Wars. Yes, please do this another day when I don't have to be here because I will not be able to hold back on <laughs> expressing my distaste for Star Wars. They just what did I say before you talked? I said that Aragon is Star Wars. Oh yeah, uh, the uh, Golden Compass. Uh, they're they're doing the HBO series now. Yeah, with Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, Lin Manuel and uh, the guy from Switch. What's his name? The guy that plays. Uh, Professor Xavier or whatever. Uh, I, I know who you're talking about. Uh, Alice, do you know who I'm talking about? Wait, what? Who? Uh, James McAvoy. Oh, yeah, yeah, him. James McAvoy. James McAvoy is in it. Yeah, he's... he's, he's wow, I would watch that yeah, for he's James the dad. McAvoy. Uh, I started watching the first episode and got bored, so I'll try to give it another shot sometime. Wait, what were you watching? Uh, it's, what's what's the his his dark materials? I think is the series. Is that right, Eric? Uh, repeat that. His, his dark materials. That's the Golden Compass trilogy. Mm. Dude, I, I I read that I read that series <laughs> in like the fifth grade. <laughs> and I was able to recall Gregor the Overlander. I read that in the third grade. <laughs> well, Eric, you can relive your fifth grade years if you have HBO Max. This episode sponsored by not really HBO. <laughs> But yeah, no, they're doing the His Dark Materials. Uh, well, I think they did the first book. I think the first season is basically the Golden Compass movie. Which Was Dakota Fanning the star of that movie? To loop that back into Twilight? I'm, I'm sure Dakota Fanning know? would love to hear that you're looping her career into Twilight. I She looped it herself in it by being in it. But <laughs> it's not my fault. Uh, the other... YA novel series I like. It's a very little known series uh, called Truancy, which is by uh, it is basically this high schooler wrote it, and uh, it's a it's a dystopian novel, much in the vein of Hunger Games. Susan, 
but it basically takes place in not New York, quote unquote. Uh, Wait, what book? It's called Truancy. Uh, feel like I've heard of that. You have. Surprised. Not many have. This is this is this is how it gets big. I mentioned on the podcast and then it goes viral. Just kidding, I've <laughs> not heard of it. Yeah. I have not read it in since probably sophomore year of high school. Ironically the same time that I saw Catching Fire, I think. Uh, I think the third book came out uh, then, but it was one the guy was in college, so it was taking a while. Uh, but I remember liking it in high school. I don't know if I would have the same taste now. I'd have to reread it. I'll report back uh, if I reread it at some point. But yeah, Eric, I think you might actually like it because it was uh, <laughs> apparently it's anime inspired, and we all know that you're. <laughs> Are you outing Eric as a weeaboo on this podcast? Nay, sister, you mean a weeaboo. <laughs> yeah, a weeaboo, according to Walter. Yeah. yeah. Weewoo. No. I don't know. Eric, do you partake? What, do you, what would you say you partake of? Uh, the the, an, the animu or just... Uh... I have never watched an anime in my life. All right, not, not like Baron Trump. He's he def Baron Trump has mentioned he watches anime, right? Baron Trump actually hasn't mentioned anything. Like people actually attribute a bunch of things to him, but it's all just like inside TikTok jokes, apparently. But I could I could oh, totally okay. see this Baron is... being like a huge weeb, though. He he has a vibe. <laughs> I've been completely blindsided by the internet. Then, like he definitely wakes up every morning to the Neon Genesis Evangelion opening. <laughs> No, no, no. To Departure, the Hunter x Hunter theme song. I think I sent you that, that Ukrainian marching band, or that military band that's playing the Evangelion theme song. You did, yeah. Wait, so did, did Baron have a speaking slot at the RNC, or no? You watched the whole RNC, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It, it, it was honestly, like, pretty low energy. I, I seriously think they're gonna fucking lose, just because... Low energy. <laughs> yeah, like 2016 had all the freakish QAnon people, even though QAnon didn't have that name back then, but all the freakish like John Birch who conspiracy boomer QAnon people were in the 2016 one. And the 2020 <laughs> convention was literally just a conservative, conservative chain email, just like animated and brought to life. It was not worth watching. Oof. Yeah. So they well, to be fair, it is the RNC, so I don't think any RNC is ever worth watching. But this one in particular was just like... Well, no, it's worth watching if you want to see a freak show. Oh, okay. But, yeah, Zoom is just ruining a bunch of meetings. Everyone doesn't know how to have fun anymore. It's just monologuing in a webcam. Or monologuing on your podcast. Alice, uh, Disney sequels, hot or not? Um, the Star Wars ones? Yes. Absolutely not hot. Ice cold. Not hot, ice cold. What about the film Frozen? Okay, I've never actually seen Frozen, and I refuse to watch Frozen because Frozen didn't, irritates me. Didn't we play Frozen? Okay, but I didn't watch the whole thing. Anyone who is wasting their time listening to this podcast, stop listening to this podcast. Go watch Breaking Dawn Part 2, and just, you don't need to watch the previous four movies or whatever they're useless just go to the part where Kristen stewart's back breaks during her pregnancy that's in part one what are you talking about oh it's in part one 
Oh yeah, it's in part one. And then Edward like I know, I just watched the movie. Edward bites the babies out of her and he's got like ketchup lips for the rest of the movie. It's insane. I remember you talking about ketchup stain, Edward. That was a classic. He, why did they why did they CGI the baby and then the child for the ne- for that part and then the next movie? So that really creeped me out for could, like no reason. So the actress for that baby could go on to play the Nutcracker and not have anyone bully her for playing the baby in Twilight. It was to protect her identity. She, what if we she is in the Nutcracker? <laughs> yeah. The girl who plays the baby in Twilight plays the Nutcracker. I mean, not the Nutcracker, but... But the baby is CGI. Yeah. They keep... They CGI her face to age her down. Also, couple things. One, why is Edward, who's like 117 years old, dating high schoolers? Um, men, you know? They're nasty. Uh, other thing. Why does... Jacob fall in love with a baby the second he sees it. Um, it's the whole imprinting thing. In a similar vein to the first question. It's the whole imprinting thing for werewolves. And is imprinting just a, like, magical form of grooming? (laughs) Oh, that's actually true. Actually, well, when you put it like that, Eric, nobody wants to read Twilight anymore. I can't help it. I mean, I'm pretty sure Twilight has its hosts of issues other than that. Well, so, like, it's the similar to uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is a classic Joss Whedon uh, television show that Alice hates. I don't hate the show. I hate Joss Whedon. Well, you wrote the show, so. Uh, I guess. Ergo. I don't know, Alice, do you like Firefly? I haven't seen it. You should watch Firefly. Maybe. But you do hate Age of Ultron and the Avengers. Yes, correct. Okay. Do you like Cabin in the Woods? I haven't seen that one. Okay. <laughs> Your only point of reference for Joss Whedon so far is the Avengers movies, which isn't a great... Which isn't a great... And it's more than enough for it's me. It's not a great point of reference for his film style, because that's very uh, studio-run, I feel like. But yeah. Anyways. Side tangent. In Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Buffy's main love interest in the first couple seasons is this vampire named Angel who was born in like the 1850s or whatever. So he's like 150 years old and he's dating this like 16 year old high schooler. It's like very creepy. When you become a vampire, does it imply that your mental state never matures? I don't think it's a typical trope with vampires, to be honest, because usually vampires are supposed to be like kind of intellectual since they're just indoors in the dark all day. Because yeah. what, what do they do other than sit in their library or study? That's what Dio does in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. He just, like, sits on his bed, <laughs> reads, and he he bangs both men and women oh. several decades younger than him. Wait, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is about vampires? I was going to say, Eric, the entire episode, I am not a weeb, Eric. Well, if you watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure... But no, Loki. Uh, Angel's weird because in the show, uh, it's like something messed up with him when he was becoming a vampire. So his like soul is still in his body. So he's not evil, but he's a vampire. And then when he has sex with Buffy, he experiences true happiness, and then his soul leaves his body, and then he becomes <laughs> evil. What? <laughs> and then he's the main antagonist. <laughs> Okay, see, this is, this kind of writing is why I hate Joss Whedon. Like, what the hell is this? 
What the hell? Wait, wait, wait. Is Josh Whedon also a Mormon who says that sex before marriage is bad? <laughs> I, maybe, maybe he and Stephanie Meyer should become friends. I forget. No, but then I forget. I, I haven't seen it in so long. Like, his soul returns to his body at some point, and then he does a spinoff series. That's... <laughs> Wait, doesn't this imply that he, like, was a virgin for, like, 200 years? What up? My name's Edward Cullen. I'm an 170-year-old virgin. (laughs) (laughs) I think it does imply that. I'm not sure. All right, and that about just wraps us up. Catch us again in another two weeks as we release our fifth episode. And thank you for listening to our Young Adults Movie Extravaganza.